Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett speaking from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, it's the time, man. We're back with another exciting episode, 80-plus. <laughs> uh, well, there's something special and different about this episode. Well, it's kind of our musical episode. It's all the best songs from the movies we've seen on the website. So get ready for a lot of singing. So. Well, we'll see what songs get sung and what movies get mentioned. But first, we want to talk about what we've been watching lately. So, Ty, uh, you go first because I know you have a continuation. We like to do these continuations, and I guess you want to kind of wrap up your whole journey with Criminal Minds. Yeah, so last time we did a podcast about well, – I forget what the <laughs> what we did, what was it about. I forget. But we were talking about – Swords. So, oh, swords. Dragon. Oh, oh, it was Terminal Dragon. Okay, so – and. I was talking about Criminal Minds. I was in season 11. Now I'm done with the show because I watched it really quick. But there's a new Criminal Minds called Criminal Minds Evolution. It's on Paramount+. Plus, and it gets more R-rated. Rossi is swearing. So it's really, really jarring at the time. <laughs> okay, so Rossi's swearing. But you've, you finally finished Criminal Minds until something new comes yeah. down the pike. Right? Yes, yeah, all 334 episodes are now in the books. So it's like, And that's a lot of unsubs. So many unsubs. Unsubway, you know, it's like Jersey Mike unsubs. Like... <laughs> well, they could have done a tie-in, you know, maybe Mantegna could have held up a sub and said, here, you like, we've caught a lot of subs in our time, but how about <laughs> yeah. this sub? Yeah, or... I'm surprised they haven't done that. That'd be really funny. <laughs> well, you know, certain parts of the country call them grinders and hoagies and maybe just wouldn't play. Well, there's only one hoagie I care about. It's from that uh, Dolph Lundgren movie, Detention. Hoagie! <laughs> yeah, so he says the word hoagie with a lot of emotion and uh, sadness. I don't. Oh, Dolph doesn't say hoagie. It was like one of the baddies. Hoagie passes away, and then oh. okay, I, we don't know when he passes away, but then he's like hoagie. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's rare to hear someone shout emotionally the word hoagie, but it happens in the movie, and I, I, I get you love it. So what a disappointment that movie is. It could have been like The Substitute instead of, you know, Treat or Tom Berenger or just Tom. It'd be Dolph. Yeah. It'd be great. Why not? Well, I think that's what we thought. It, we thought it was going to be that, and unfortunately it wasn't. It's Canadian junk, man. <laughs> that's not to disparage any other Canadian things, but in that case, yeah. it kind of is. It's totally junky. I didn't like making the movie. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to talk about or just Criminal Minds? No, just, just Crim Minds, just Crim Minds. But it's over, so now I'm on to other shows. So, uh, <laughs> Well, I did watch uh, the sequel to Escape Room called the Escape Room Tournament of Champions, which has nothing to do with Jeopardy, by the way. It, <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of a cool idea if the Jeopardy set became like an escape room and Ken Jennings and Holzhauer had to figure it out. Oh, I was going to say maybe Blossom, you know? It's like, yeah, her too. Um, she could be like the main character, but I, I don't think the phrase Tournament of Champions is exclusive to Jeopardy, so. Well, yeah, because think about Double Jeopardy with Tommy Lee Jones. That, that's like Jeopardy. Yeah, that's like, exactly. So um, if you like the first one, it's similar. It's a good sequel because it takes what was good about the first one and kind of like continues it. I mean, and as I was saying to Ty before we started recording, it's there's little to no character development. So if you're looking for like deep or even even one dimensional characters, you might not get that. But the star of the show are these incredible, really stunning sets. Like they, you know, when the movie ended, the first credit shouldn't have been who was directed by it. Should have been who did the the set design. The the set design is absolutely amazing on this movie. And so if you like really cool, awesome sets, um, this is the movie for you. 
Um, I mean, I'll definitely get to it very soon. Maybe on the next continuation, we do another podcast. I'll get it done by then. Um, but there's, you know, I realize a lot of people might not have seen this, so I'm not going to go anywhere near spoilers. But it's, um, it has awesome, incredible sets. Um, of course, when they're trying to figure out the puzzle, you know, most of the dialogue is yelled or screamed <laughs> to kind of ratchet up the intensity. And, and a lot of the dialogue is not so hot. You know, there's a lot of things like, I can't believe this is happening. Let's get out of here. Like these kind of short phrase sayings that are really don't mean much, but I wouldn't say to turn off your brain necessarily, but it is a visual treat. So, cause there's a lot of cool things to look at and it's shot. Well, uh, so you can see these great sets and, um, Oh, what else was I going to say about it? Um, yeah, so, oh, yeah, I guess that was it. So definitely, if you like cool, awesome sets, it's a movie that you would like. I'll, I'll definitely check that out very, very soon. So, um, And uh, let's see, I watched two movies from Ty's Cool Video, um, <laughs> Ty's Video Store, uh, VHS. I watched Criminal Passion, which has Joan Severance, and it's an erotic thriller. Uh, which I pretty much enjoyed. No, I did enjoy it. And it was, she's sort of like a cop on the edge. And, yeah. you know, it's one of these basic instinct, what have, have you wrought movies. But it's done well. I mean, they it's taken very seriously. It has kind of a somber tone to it, which I liked. Um, I, thought, I thought it was like a junkier version of Color of Night. So it's like, but I think with some some genders reversed, right? Because yeah. wouldn't Joan Severance be like the Bruce Willis character? Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was good. And also under lock and key, which is not a documentary about Dokken, by the way, uh, <laughs> and and their album of that name. But it's kind of a it's like a sister movie to Caged Hearts. Like I think a lot of the same people were involved, and it's it's sort of like a hybrid women in prison movie. Like the first half of the movie, there's women in prison and it's kind of like death warrant where, uh, this, uh, female in this case, FBI agent goes undercover in a women's prison. And, um, but then eventually in the second half of the movie, it's sort of like revenge on the baddie. So it's like hybrid. It's like the first half is women in prison. The second half is kind of more action. And it almost reminds me of like a proto peppermint where she's kind of out on the streets, like trying to get to the bad guy. So I, I did enjoy that. I mean, it is kind of junky and low rent, but I mean, that's kind of what I wanted and that's not a criticism, but it's just more of a description. Right. That's part of the appeal of these kind of prison movies. Underlock and key. Great album by Dokken. <laughs> you know, it has unchained the night. <laughs> better unchain the night <laughs> okay so you're getting your vocals warmed up yeah. for what's about to happen the all singing all dancing episode where we talk about the great songs you know we, we've been meaning to do this episode for a while because of all these incredible songs i mean in the 80s and 90s it was imperative that these movies had a song and in some cases not just action movies but the songs better than the movie and uh, I would point to Losing It, that movie with Tom Cruise, with the songs better than the movie, and also Weekend Pass, right? Which I've never seen, <laughs> but it has a catchy song. A lot, because, you know, not just the action movies, but these comedies, these romps, as we call them, like these sex comedies, They a lot of them had a song. Um, pretty much every type of movie had a song, at least one song, if not more than one song, to kind of buoy the movie along, you know, like a float, to make it float along. And um, we're going to be talking about some of those today, and I think we're going to get right into it. Yeah, because there's no action start today because I'm going to be singing a lot. Plus, we can all have one right now. So I'll have one in maybe the next episode. Well, I mean, the thing is, uh, we were kind of discussing. We've done 80-plus episodes. We've done a lot of action stars. I'm thinking that segment might have run its course unless we come up with a really, really good one. It's kind of like cliche of the day. We ran out of cliches, and uh, we'll, we'll come up with something else, I guess. But uh, in the meantime, we might just stick to like recently seen movies because I, th- I think people are kind of interested in that. interested in what we watch. You know, you know, 
that would be good. And then I guess this is, you know, a lot of, you know, TV shows had a lot of musical episodes. Right. You know, The Simpsons and then uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I guess Scrubs, which I've never seen those two episodes. But well, then neither have I. Out of those three, I've only seen The Simpsons one. Um, wasn't that great anyway. <laughs> but um, so I guess shall we start with the first one? Sure. I guess we're going to open strong, very strong, I think, with Back to the Shadows. Which is the song from Pray for Death? Yes, Pray for Death, 1985, Shokasugi movie. So I guess we'll just do it like a usual episode. This is a classic. You know, we gotta love Pray for Death. So the show, the showster plays Akira Sato. And man, has a nice, calm life in Japan, working as an executive for Yokohama Foods. And they they move to the U.S. and they own they kind of go into this, like this kind of junky kind of house, but there's drugs inside, and the drugs belong to Limehouse Willie, the most evil character ever, <laughs> played by James Booth, also written by James Booth. This movie, and then of course, he he should pray for death, Limehouse Willie, because it's classic show action at its best. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, Back to the Shadows. Uh, back to the Shadows. <laughs> well, it's by Peggy Abernathy. Right. So it's like, back to the shadows. The heart of a warrior must forget the past. <laughs> Dreams elude your grasp. <laughs> okay, all right. We don't want to give away too This is almost like spoilers. You don't yeah. want to give away too much of the song. Uh, I wrote down some of the lyrics. It's uh, okay. <laughs> All right, in case that in case that came up, yeah. okay. Well, I guess you knew you would be singing yeah. "Pray for Death" or ever actually "Back to the Shadows" or Peggy Abernathy. Yeah, such a great and perfect, perfect for the movie, and the movie just rocks the house. So it's like, and I watched the recently the unrated cut. You know, some classic, more extra ninja gore action. So you can't help but love it. Right, that's on the Arrow Blu-ray, I believe. Yes, it is. Buy it today. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get any kickback from that. What are uh, I love kickbacks. Oh, well, legal kickbacks, yes. not illegal kickbacks. But it's like, <laughs> well, you like those in movies. I love kickbacks. I like rogue traitors. Uh, what else? Do I, I like uh, corruption. Right, it's uh, like, conspiracies that go all the way to the top. Yeah, uh, I love like military conspiracies. Right, like General's daughter style. Oh, I love that. It's like why you start doing your job? It's like <laughs> he's yelling at the Clarence Williams the third Travolta. Awesome bit. Perfect for the trailer, by the way. It's in well, the trailer. Actually, didn't you watch one of those recently? That Eric Stoltz thing. Oh, that's right. One kill. So it's like a very soft, soft, soft version of General's daughter. It's made for CBS. They had Eric Stoltz and Anne Hage and Sam Shepard. And it's a movie on the screen. It's kind of a courtroom drama you don't really care about. You, you watch it in the morning, and that's when I did it. So it's like, it's okay. I wouldn't see it for a long time, but just, eh. But the ultimate version of that, wouldn't it be A Few Good Men? I mean, uh... <laughs> exactly. yeah, you can't handle the truth. And let's not forget about how good that sequence is. Besides, you can't handle the truth. Yeah. Because there's this whole this speech whole... by yes. Nicholson saying everything, not just the big line. Right, no, the the Nicholson speech is unbelievable. It's maybe one of the best ever. Yeah, it's like, you need me. It's I'm like, that wall. I'm at that wall. I'm at the Granada. I'm everywhere. And it's like, <laughs> let's not forget about that. It's like, And I'm told, because I, I actually recently read the, uh, the autobiography by Demi Moore, and she actually talks about that. And apparently he like did that over and over and over again. And like apparently he never tired. He never complained. He just, you know, you have to do these reverse shots and all these different takes. And he just did that speech like, all day and it was oh, like oh really that's yeah. interesting i like hearing that yeah and like oh. he never said anything so i mean it's just amazing to think that he just had all that energy to to do that he has that great jack nicholson voice you know we haven't seen him lately he needs I to know. come back i mean yeah, he's probably old well he's i think he's like 80 plus he's kind of like gene hackman you know they need to come back maybe one more time yeah that would be good you know one more maybe together yeah maybe they could just be like old vigilantes or something <laughs> like that. hey look we have action stars here but it's just uh 
Wouldn't it be great if one final... It would be like a Harry Brown. So instead of Michael Caine, it would be Jack Nicholson and uh, Gene Hackman. Yeah. That would be great. That would be so great. And because of the star power, I, I there, there shouldn't be any problem getting that movie made. I mean... Oh, my goodness. Well, I could just... And it would be rated R. There no PG-13. Oh, yeah. It would just be an R-rated, gritty movie that plays for adults. Yeah. And it, it just delivers. And you know, it's smart. It's not stupid. Yes, yes. It's like what Righteous Kill should have been. Should have been, yeah. Yeah, without <laughs> the silliness. Like, yeah. Righteous Kill without... And, well, except they wouldn't be cops. They'd be like guys in the neighborhood. You know, and they see their neighborhood kind of going downhill, and they take it upon themselves to clean up the neighborhood. I, fantastic. That should happen. Why isn't it happening? Someone make it happen. Like, I, don't know, I can't think of a tell on top of my head, but maybe like, I don't know, Neighbor's Vengeance. Yeah, or I would say like Two Men's Justice. Yeah. Instead of One Man's Justice, two Because they're buddies, you know? It would be like Death Wish 3, but without the silliness. A- exactly. And then Righteous Kill. I know we all love Rambo the Pimp, played by <laughs> Rob Deirdre. Oh, Robert, Rambo the Killer Pimp, played by Rob Deirdre. Yes. I wish he was in that more. Wouldn't it be yes. hilarious what if Rambo was in it more? Yeah, well, that's what's so one of the many things. I, I don't want to get off on a thing about Righteous Kill. I think okay. we've talked about this before, but that's yet another thing that's so silly. Like, they bothered to create this character, and he's in it for 20 seconds. That's just all part of the silliness of it. Like, why? Why did they do that? Yeah, they did this long setup, like Rambo the Killer Pimps after people. Rambo, and it's huge setup. And then he's on a skateboard, for, literally for about 20 seconds, and that's it. It's yeah, like, and he's like plays a killer pimp, and then he apparently he looks like a skinny white guy, yeah. but I guess he's a killer pimp. Well, we all love ridiculousness. It's like, <laughs> well, yes, uh, Robin Big was he? Was he, he Rob? He was, he was the Rob from Robin Big. I'm gonna watch it soon. I bought it for like two dollars. <laughs> this first two seasons. I do get yeah. them mixed up with Big and Rich, the guys who sing "We'll Be Coming." Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to us today we're singing. So here we go. <laughs> all right, what's our uh, next movie? Okay, <laughs> okay, good transition there. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is from Wilding. The Children of Violence, and it's uh, Don't Try to Stop Tomorrow. And I believe you could look all this stuff up on YouTube. I mean, a lot of these are, if not the full movies, but these sections are on YouTube. And I know certain ones coming up are. So, you know, Wilding is a te- is an AIP movie, right? Yes, it is. It's a team-up of two of our favorite people, Joey Travolta and Wings Hauser, as they call him in well, the trailer. Him, they call him Joy Travolta and Wings Hauser. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, they call him Joy Travolta. Well, like, he is full of joy, isn't he? Yeah, well, sure, he is. <laughs> of course he is. And uh, so that's a team-up we want. You know, if we can't have Gene Hackman and Jack Nicholson, we'll take Wings Hauser and Joy Travolta. And, um, and so they're cops, I think, somewhat on the edge. Or, oh, you want to well, hear you talk about it. Yeah. Well, unless you want to have no, no, more no, of a no, memory no, of it. No, okay. No, so, okay, so Parsons, played by Winks Hauser, and Peters, played by Joey Travolta, Joey, are cops on the beat trying to get to the bottom of a rape murder case. Parsons is is the more hardline dude. <laughs> hardline, great band. Yeah, which they, they <laughs> might be making an appearance later. Oh, they sure will. <laughs> Such a, I love hardline. We'll talk about it later. Okay, so, and then... Um, Let's see, and Peters is a cop with a soft spot, but they have to go after these these evil wilding kids. One played by Tommy ba- uh, Tommy Baldwin is the character's name, played by Stephen Cook. He's a high school student who lives a double life as an immoral wilding leader. And then there's also the cast also includes a guy named Derek Annunciation. <laughs> I hope I'm saying that right. I don't think you are, which is which is ironic, but. Uh... And, you know, it's a classic AIP movie. We probably talked about it during AIP parts one through four. Right. I but, think we might have. Yeah. Well, I think we said how around that time, you know, Wilding, so-called Wilding, was in the news. And there were not one but two Wilding movies that I think came out that same year. And this is one of them. The other one is called Night of the Wilding. Yeah, it's Eric Estrada. 
I don't think people go wilding anymore anymore because people mm. just want to watch TV or goof around. You know, people are just lazy nowadays. Now we, just, we don't go wilding anymore, no. which you shouldn't, I guess. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. But for for a brief moment in the sun, wilding was in the news in pe- you know on people's minds, and it was you know and then next on the news would be like something about Amy Fisher, or Joey Buttafuoco, and you know that's just how it was. I still gotta watch that one with uh well okay there's Lethal Lolita which is I, yes and yes. then there's the uh, Drew Barrymore one and what's the other one no, it was the Milano one it's too hard to find oh what's the oh Casualties of Love very difficult not paying fifty to eighty five thousand dollars for it but I've seen the other two I enjoyed them but I do really want to see that Alyssa Milano one if, if anyone out there has a copy of that just send it to us because it's too hard to find we'd love to see it I would love to see that very very much so it'd be very good to see that one these days right, so don't try to stop tomorrow you know it's it's oh. yet another pack Benatar type song and that sort of 80s Pat Benatar style is a constant through all of this and um, so it has a very kind of insistent kind of beat to it and it's like don't try to stop tomorrow that's all I remember well see it's it's by the Tiziana Raval okay so that's her name how you say that I think so don't try to stop Tomorrow. So, so, so you're, you're you're trying to add all these like bells and whistles no, to it. You're t- not singing it like Tiziana. I, I I'm not. I'm no Tiziana. I'm just time man. But it's just like I'm trying right, my best. Right today, you're time man. Yeah, yeah. Eagle eye or eagle eared listeners will know he didn't say tie guy at the yeah. intro. He said time man. Yeah. At least I, you did, right? Yeah, I did say time man. It's a time man. <laughs> so, but it's I love that song. It's so catchy. It's I, very catchy. I, you can't help but love the song. Fantastic. And the movie itself is pretty good, too. Very hard to find, but worth getting. Um, okay, so unless there's more to say, because we're you know moving along, got a lot of songs to cover. If we run out of time, we'll make this a two-parter, because we have a lot of songs. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good idea. Very good idea. Um, so I guess we'll go to another classic, which is from Rotor. And um, it's, I believe it's called Hideaway. Yes, Hideaway by Randy Moore and Cindy Smith. So... We got to find our hideaway, <laughs> love away into the night. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she actually says this, but we would always sing, hide away your tears. Yeah, that no, there's no hide away your tears. Yeah. No, so never, we made that part up, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah, I listened to the whole song when we were setting up this episode, and like, I don't think they say that. So, Well, there is a YouTube video that someone made that last I checked is still there of, of this song. And kind of like Back to the Shadows, it's... It's sort of a moody type song. Like, not all these songs are fist pumpers, even though I think one of the next ones is. Sometimes it, they they take more of a somber tone. This is one of them, and which is especially bizarre in relation to the fact that we're talking about Rotor here, which is one of the silliest movies you could possibly imagine. But this kind of goes along with how silly it is. It's like, okay, let's throw a somber, <laughs> let's end this movie on a somber note, even though we've just had, uh, you know, boogie, shoe boogie, and um, a, <laughs> yes. a, 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 a robot, a well, Willard. Do you, do you uh, remember what Roto stands for? Ooh. I can do chud. No, I'm not cheating. Don't show me that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you caught me by surprise here. I mean, if we're talking about chud... I could say well, it's, what's Chud? It, okay. that's, it's, I can do both. I think it's contamination hazard urban disposal and also, um, uh, what's the first one? Humanoid underground dwellers. Cannibal. Cannibalistic <laughs> humanoid underground dwellers. <laughs> uh, every one of them except that first word. All right. So what does Rotor stand for? Okay. So Rotor stands for Robotic Officer Tactical Operation Research. <laughs> wow. That is a mouthful and a half. <laughs> But we can talk about the plot a little bit of Rotor. People haven't seen this. People shouldn't watch this crazy should. movie, insane movie. Uh, Especially well, now that it's on Blu-ray, people have no excuse. And I think it might be on some of the streaming services, well, too. 
Well, we got we got a little good acronym movie here. Yes. We got Chud and we got Chomps. Yeah, you know what it's Chomp like, stands for? Uh, not the moment, but it's probably something with a dog. Yeah, yeah. it's like Chomps is an interesting uh, fist. Mo- I, oh, fist. Fist. Well, what was fist? Oh God, I don't. Uh, um, let's see. It doesn't have a U, so it can't, be, it can't have the word unions. It's about unions. I guess then it would be fussed, which Stallone probably wouldn't have approved of. Um, what did it stand for? I you- guess I'll I'll look into that while we're talking about rotor. So. Rotor. Okay. Uh, hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> some point in the future, a crime is rampant, and then there's a, a doctor named Doctor Cold Iron. Great name, by the way. Which I was my with a Y. I was my name was Doctor Cold Iron, mm-hmm. uh, played by uh, Richard Guesswin. Remember Richard Guesswin? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I of course I do. I I really he had like a blonde curly mullet and. Um, Guess wine or Jess yeah. wine? I don't. I don't want to say his well, name wrong. Well, you're talking about shoe buggy. He's just kind of the wacky janitor of the movie. So it's like kind of love, love shoe buggy. It's like <laughs> and Willard the robot who hits on the female staff. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let me get your digits, baby. That's what he says. It's That's amazing. What Willard the robot says. Maybe she did. It was just like <laughs> just to talk on the phone, obviously. Well, I don't know <laughs> if Willard has the ability to do much else. Yeah. But I do think. I can see why a robot would want digits, you know, because he's comprised of digital circuits and, and whatnot. So I, I get why he'd be asking. Well, it's funny because we we kind of talked about Willard the robot being kind of like a happy birthday Polly robot. So it's, it's, it has two Stallone connections. Well, I mean, he, the influence of the Stallone movies, you know, is far and wide. You know, Polly got a robot for his birthday. Not long after, Rotor became a whole movie. So, I mean, is that really a surprise to anybody? Well, see, the Rotor plot, I didn't really explain it much, but it's like, it's, it's a robot officer cop who kills people, and it's not, it's very ridiculous. You have to watch it. Just, just watch it. It has one of, it has that tone, that crazy, wacky tone that you will be entertained by. I can pretty much guarantee it. I'd be surprised if anyone watching Rotor was not entertained. It's just so, it's odd and it's wacky and weird and it's everything we like. Well, it's funny because there's, remember the part in Rotor where you're, you're showing like the, uh, like kind of the beginnings of Willard the Robot? And the robot's crumping. Yes. So it's, you know, you kind of love Rise, R I Z. Yeah. Lots of crumping. Yeah. I guess for a while, crumping was a thing. And and uh, Willard the robot did it first. Well, see, there's Nutty Professor 2, the clumps, not Nutty Professor 2, the crumps. So it's like, so it's very, very easy to get that mixed up. Well, it, it was around the same time, and uh, they were trying to capitalize. <laughs> around the same time, 20 years earlier. Um, <laughs> same, yeah, thing, same, sure, thing. same thing. Same yeah. thing. I mean,. There's also a, a Detective Mango. Do you remember Detective Mango? This is, oh, we're not going to talk about Chris Kattan again no, on this no. podcast. So, yes, Mango was a monkey or whatever it was. Okay. We did that research already. So it's like, <laughs> uh, well, clearly Rotor came first in the Mango sweepstakes. Yeah. Let's keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, so what is our next exciting song movie? Okay, so now we have a classic, and we have used this sound clip on the show before, and this is an incredible song that we're going to go out of the doldrums. Well, not doldrums, but, you know, the slower-paced songs, and now we're going to go to one of the ultimate fist pumpers, Always On My Mind, by Steve Butler. From and, the movie. Uh, Final Mission. Yes. Now, this is uh, by, it's a Serio Santiago movie about a guy based around a gun, right? It's called, like, an M... 25 or something uh, like that mg82 okay and so it's like this massive gigantic gun and um th- so you have Sirio santiago a gun man and jackass daniels and this song that's like 95 percent of the movie right there 
Um, so Ty, take it away. All right. So uh, Vince Deacon, great name, played by Richard Young, is fighting in the jungles of Laos, and he goes back to his hometown, and there's some crime that he has to clean up. That's basically the plot. But the great movie because he has that awesome gun. You got. I forget to wait a little bit of time to see it, but it's worth the wait. And you got. Uh, yeah, Jackass Daniels. Remember we talked about him a little while ago on his podcast. I, I think it was a long time ago. Let's, let's talk about him for a second sure. because he's like he's like this bearded, fat, drunkard guy. He's in these weird. He's always in these serial. It's in the Jackass Daniels. It's like I think you're you're painting Jackass Daniels in a bit of a negative light. No, no, this is positive. I love his drunken antics. Okay, but the thing is, you know. In the 80s, it was more of a party-centric time. Like, I think people were more apt to be a party animal. And I think a lot of movies from the 80s, there's at least one party animal. And and so Jackass Daniels is kind of that. He's kind of like a devil-may-care kind of guy who wants to party down. And um, he lives his life, you know, by party rules, you know. So, <laughs> and even his name, Jackass Daniels, I mean, it's kind of like a reference to a certain drink. And, um, you know, so he's part of this movie about the gun guy. But it's kind of like they, they introduce the gun later because they can't put in the beginning it's kind of like a horror movie where you don't want to show the monster right off they make you wait for the slasher the monster the killer it's kind of like that they they, they make you wait for it but it has a great payoff in the song the steve butler song which is an aor type song one of my favorite types of music um it, par excellence really uh, it's just it's that's one of the best songs from an 80s action movie there is in my opinion and they play it all the time because they know it's freaking awesome so i can sing some of the bars so i wrote it down <laughs> All right, so I feel the need to have you next to me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've always got you on my mind. <laughs> something, something behind. Yeah, you're all my hopes and my dreams. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, so great song. Now, in case anyone were still confused, this has nothing to do with the Willie Nelson song oh. slash Elvis Always on my mind. This is a completely different yeah. song. Same title, though. Well, we I said think. it was AOR tradition, yeah. Yeah. From, like Rainbow and Foreigner. Yeah. That's what we said in the write-ups. So. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And uh, it's a great song. I don't know anything about Steve Butler. I don't know anything else Steve Butler might have done. But he doesn't need to do anything else. This is if he just did this one song, he's going down in the annals of not just movie history, but I think. AOR music history. Well, it has that keytar bit, right? <laughs> well, we don't know that it's a keytar, but it's oh. easy to imagine. Oh, okay. Because that was. Well, there's a breakdown. There's like an awesome breakdown in yeah. the song. I don't want to give away too much because when you when the breakdown comes in and then comes out of the breakdown, it is killer. It is absolutely killer. Yeah, we should probably end on this classic tune. <laughs> well, that's okay. We're running down a list. So. That's true. And we're also running down a dream. So it's like. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> see, now your singing is, is out of control. Well, I, well, this is a musical episode. I got to keep on singing to keep on fighting don't give away something that might be coming later now if we're going to move on from that with a song that's not as good but maybe we should have ended on that because no (laughs) song is that good but um the cobra strikes from american ninja three Three. okay now my memory of this is maybe who wrote the song well if you give me a second okay well ty will tell in a minute who wrote the song oh who, who it's by george s clinton and Lisa Corpy. Okay. I know George S. Clinton has done a lot of movie soundtracks. I always see his name in the credits as far as a composer. No, and... there's, there's George S. Clinton and there's the other George Clinton. Yeah. He's like the funky dude. Yes. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm assuming they get mixed up all the time. Well, hence the S. Yeah. I mean, you know, because that would be kind of funny that if people confuse those two because they're very different. I mean, um, uh, but anyway, uh, um, 
the com- the composition of the song is i think very clever cuz it kind of feels like two guys sparring in the ring like do 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 that that's that kind of baseline it's kind of like people kind of two fighters kind of circling each other it's like it's good fighting slash sparring music somehow george s clinton was able to kind of capture that which is impressive i think um i don't know if there's more you want to say well you talk about the plot of american yeah. industry blood hunt which the cool subtitle it's from 1989, and the plot is says that David Bradley plays the American Ninja this time. He plays Sean Davidson, and he travels to a remote Caribbean island to find his master who's been kidnapped. And then he fights some ninjas, and there's a ninjet. Oh. It's like, and then uh, they call her uh, Chan Lee. I guess that might be also. That could have been a, a movie unto itself, American Ninjet. Yeah. That would, I, I would watch that. I was look, when I was looking up, uh, I rewatched The Evil That Men Do the other day. Oh, yes. And I was looking up some Charlie Bronson, mm-hmm. and he's like, it was supposed to be like a, a Death Wish 6, the new vigilante. Oh. But it was never made. That would be awesome. Because I didn't want to be in this series anymore. It's just like, <laughs> so, I get it. I mean, Evil Men Do is really, it's, I thought it was pretty good. No, it's it was, really good. Yeah. I, no, I, there's that boo hiss baddie we were talking oh, about. Oh, I hate the doctor. I hate Clement. Yeah, it's he's like, bad. He's very bad. I kind of wish this is a spoiler for the movie. All right. I kind of wish Bronson killed him. I mean, like you got you got these group of like you know these African dudes just you know beating him up with the pickaxes. But I mean, like wouldn't it be awesome? He did kill enough people. Bronson towards in the movie, like hey, he had a he had a bulletproof vest. It was like because <laughs> he shot some guy in the head. It was, that was cool. That was good because Bronson has it. He's likable. Yes, sometimes he's a little you know wooden, but he's still likable. Well, yeah, the woodenness has really, if anything, I think in his case it increases his likability. Yeah. I think he's even said that like people people know they want to see the villain to get their commitments. It's like, <laughs> well, hence come up in reviews. Yeah, basically. It's like, <laughs> right, Charlie, I'll, well, I'll talk to you later, uh, Mr. Bronson. But um, yeah, no, I just watched it myself because it came out on Blu-ray on uh, Scream Factory, Shout Factory. There's three versions of the movie. I had never seen the TV cut. So I watched the TV cut and I thought it was really good. You know, it's, What's the difference? Do you have, do you have any I only know the unrated. I only watched that. I, I need my goal. Right, no, no. I mean, of course. But I, I know I'd never seen that cut. So I watched that cut. I mean, obviously, I think it's the same exact movie. But I think they just cut out some of the violence. But it really plays well. I, I, I could see totally watching that on TV in like the 80s. Well see there's a little bit more to the plot of American Ninja 3. The the, the villain is named the Cobra. Mm. So the Cobra strikes. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I think here's the thing. We thought this was pretty weak mm. and we said that you're losing brain cells while you watch it because I have a copy. But it's just like I kind of maybe it's better now. I don't know because Bradley's his best movie obviously was Hard Justice. Right. That is that movie Deliver the Goods. And this is just kind of weak, you know, it's in South Africa, nothing really happens, it's kind of boring, it's ninjas, let's get some ninjas up in here. Steve James is obviously wasted. So, I think it's just an okay movie. I think American Ninja 4 and 5 are weaker. Would you agree with that? Um, well, I don't remember liking 5 very much. Um, and, and I think this series kind of takes a downhill slide, I mean, after the first two I mean, the first two are gold. I mean, they're, they're great. Then, you know, once Bradley comes in, I don't know that it's his fault, but the series kind of did start to take a tumble. Um, but, you know, we're talking about the songs here. We're not really talking about the quality of the movies per se. 
uh, we're talking about the songs yeah. we could remember from these movies, and so we're talking about the Cobra Strikes. Well, yeah, it's, it's a you know kind of classic uh, you know episode here. We talk about the movies a little bit, but yeah. it's mostly songs, yeah. mostly songs. People like hearing the plot. Yeah, I'm kind of skimping on the plot details this time around, but well, that's I all mean, right. is there more to say about American Ninja Three? No, not really. <laughs> I don't know that there are any other lyrics in the Cobra Strikes besides the Cobra Strikes. Yeah, I don't know if there are. I, I really think it's mostly instrumental, and then See, that's my memory anyway. They should have played it in the movie. They never do that a lot. They, they never only play them during the credits. It's like, uh, yeah, sometimes there should be a scene where they're training or working out or pumping iron or something, and they're playing the song. Yeah, only the best movies do that. Some we've mentioned where like a really good song shows up at the end. It's like, why did they play this during the movie and you know give it an injection of some energy, uh, which a lot of movies need. Which I think Ty, you might have an example of that. Uh, no, keep, keep, right, vamping. keep vamping. All right, because um, like there's movies we're going to be talking about coming up where. Um, either the song plays multiple times throughout the movie or a similar song or that should have been part of a montage, not just at the end credits. And you'd think if they had access to certain songs, they would know that. And so, Ty, what do you got? Well, I have an example from when they played the movie at the credits instead of the movie, which is Brian Adams, Everything I Do, I Do For You. And it's like, I hear they're like, oh, I don't like this movie. We don't like this song. We'll put out the credits. But it was a huge hit. Well, that's it's true. Like, I, I, but I do like, get why they would do it that in that case. I'm talking about a, a like a fast-paced song that pumps you up. Oh, uh, let me think. Oh, <laughs> well, do you have one? <laughs> not exactly, but we could just move on to the next yeah. one. If, if if something like that comes to mind, we'll... Oh, I think there's like, I'm a man, something like that for like oh, American... He's a, man. he's a man for American Kickboxer 1. How'd they know that? <laughs> but, okay. Well, that's, that's great. I think that's pretty much all there is to say about that. But this is kind of similar, which is um, to the death. Now, John Barrett, right? He he was a stuntman. Um, I think he still does fight choreography stunts. But he was in a bunch of movies. And I think this is one of his only starring roles. And it's a sequel to American Kickboxer 1. <laughs> right. right. Not American Kickboxer 2, which you'd no. think it would be, right? Uh, no, because he's not in the sequel. You know, it has, you know, uh, what? Oh. <laughs> And I forget his name, obviously. Dale Apollo or Dale oh. Apollo Cook. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but this one, you know, it takes a bit of a funkier turn, maybe even with like a bit of hip hop. Don't worry, we're not going to start rapping, but the, uh, there was a bit where we go, to the death. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I don't know the lyrics to the death. Like, to the death, to the <laughs> death. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, um, it's by Edward Jordan. Okay. See, a lot of these people were giving them some time in the sun. You know, we a lot of these names we've been saying, you don't know them. We don't know them. They're just, you know, a lot of people got really good gigs doing movie soundtracks um, and plenty of horror movies did too. And um, there's some great ones there, but that's, I know another subject for another day. Um, uh, did you want to talk a little bit about to the death, just the movie or. Uh, yeah. I just think of other like kind of rap songs in the other movie, like lockdown is like, we're going to pop your hood. It's like, <laughs> 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 yeah. well, and it's derailed. Yeah. Derailed. That's the Van Damme movie. Back like an aerial threat. Uh, oh, that's the hardcore. Oh. It's like the hardcore back like an aerial threat. It's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's something we've been quoting for a long time that somehow they thought <laughs> that that line makes sense. He's back like an aerial threat. What does that mean? We don't know, but it's poetic justice. Um, so, uh, oh, the the plot to the death. Okay, so basically, it's a sequel to American Kickboxer One. Um, Which right away makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I know. Quinn, played by John Barrett, retires from punch fighting and lives a peaceful life with his beloved wife Carol. Uh, then Jacques Denard is oh. back, 
uh, is seemingly obsessed with taking on Quinn in one last match, of course. And then there's uh, an evil millionaire guy who stages punch fighting. His name is Dominic LeBrock. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this character? No. And... I remember Jacques Denard. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Jacques Denard. Interesting man. You should look him up. Yes. So, uh, Do you mean the actor? Or... Look up Michael Kesey because he has an interesting uh, life. So it's like, uh, And there's a lot of padding and there's not really much fighting and... Oh, there's a guy. Remember that character guy? He kind of looks like Owen Wilson, that reporter oh, guy. Ted Laplatte. Ted Laplatte. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a Molly. Well, there. I haven't. You know, there's a reason to do the Owen Wilson impression yeah. this time. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Usually, sure there's no reason. Here's the actual reason. In this movie and others around this time, yeah. Ted Laplatte looks a lot like Owen Wilson. Yeah. He didn't later in his career, but in this time period, yeah. he really did. Yes. It, well, Owen C. Wilson. That's, <laughs> well, that's what I would always call him. Then he said, "Oh, Owen C. Wilson." <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, more. Oh, I guess. I mean, if you like American Kickboxing One, it's okay. It's just relentlessly just okay. See, the problem that's is, it. it. American Kickboxer One. That's the one that's super wacky, right? Or is that well, American, American Kickboxer Two? Because I have Dale Paul cooking to make no sense and it's ridiculous and bookstore. <laughs> and American Kickboxer One is kind of a standard canon oh, okay. fight movie. It's okay. Just okay. But the, so after To the Death and American Kickboxer One, the series really came to an awesome conclusion with American Kickboxer Two, which everyone should see. That's like a comeuppance classic because it's it's so silly and wacky and really delivers that awesomely funny, crazy vibe that we like so much. I guess the one standout part of To the Death is that the bad guy Dominic he dresses up like a Clockwork Orange kind of character and mixture of the Joker and Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> Don't remember that at all, but. Um... Which I'm kind of surprised by because I feel like I would remember that. Well, we we reviewed this on t- in 2012, mm-hmm. so we watched it over 10 years ago plus. So it's yeah. hard to remember everything. I don't have a copy. I think that was a uh, a tape purge movie, which I, maybe that was a mistake. I'll get a new copy soon. Uh, all right. Well, so that was to the death. Um, so the next one is from uh, uh, what's well, Riding on the Edge of Night. Oh, Cyclone from Cyclone. Um, it's a Fred Olin Ray movie. Um, it, it's it has helmet lasers, right? That, that's <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, so if two words uh, stand out about anything about Cyclone, well, it's four words: Heather Thomas and helmet lasers. Now, do I need to say more about if you want to watch this movie? I mean, uh, I we enjoyed the movie. We gave it. Uh, Three stars from 1987, let's not forget. And it also has Jeffrey Combs, mm-hmm. uh, Troy Donahue, Dar Robinson, amazing stuff, man. You know, he died during the making of A Million Dollar Mystery. Wow. So it was all for it's a it's movie a, with a song. It's a million dollar mystery. Can I <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you can do it more well, than that. Well, I've never actually seen the movie, but I've heard you sing it so many times. I know the next line is, A Thousand Reasons Why. Well, there's, there's, you got to look up the behind the scenes of Million Dollar Mystery because the Dar obviously died. There was a super cool like sweepstake. Someone won. And then Dino De Laurentiis didn't want, didn't want to pay out. It's like, wait, <laughs> someone figured this out from this garbage movie? Can't do an Italian accent, but it's like, but it, the Million Dollar Mystery. Okay, so well, I this? think there's a Blu-ray of that now. Maybe some of that information's on the Blu-ray. I think, yeah, we could look into that later. I don't know how much of this behind-the-scenes stuff is on it, but it really should. Uh, but it also had a memorable song. Well, it um, also has Martin Landau, one of his best roles in Cyclone. Oh yes, of course. Um, <laughs> does he play so a guy named Pendleton? He's always playing a guy named Pendleton, General Pendle- Pendleton, Admiral Pendleton, um, uh, something like that. It, uh, 
but my memory of Cyclone is that's a very entertaining movie. That's in like is a lot of fun. Well, yeah. So Heather Thomas plays like a kind of cop. Gets kind of gets she gets killed and uh-huh. becomes like kind of like kind of like a RoboCop. Right, it's like Robo, female and then, RoboCop. Female RoboCop. And it's some really cool lasers. It uh-huh. has two songs. You know, Riding on the Edge of Night, which we'll sing in a second, <laughs> and Devil Metal. Right. So right. Owen oh, Martin plays Basari and plays like a crime boss. Uh-huh. Very kind of like. You know, slumming it as usual. He he liked the slum things. You well, know, yeah, at that time, yeah. he, you know, he's one of these working actors that like to work, and he didn't really care if it was something like this or lower. Like, wasn't he also in Real Bullets? And uh... he, he was, yeah. So take a look at his filmography. Very interesting indeed. Yeah, in the eighties or really nineties, he was doing a lot of DTV. And then you know he he, he hit it with Ed Wood. Yeah, and then and that's like, how he kept working. You yeah. know, just keep working. You don't know what's gonna hit. You know. And it's a decent movie, but I think it's a one-time watch, in my mm-hmm. personal opinion. But, um, but uh, so yeah, it's Heather Thomas helmet lasers, and uh, that's pretty much. Well, yeah, well, then there's yeah, Devil Metal, Devil Metal. Do you remember the band name for Devil Metal? Oh man, it's not Meat Meat. I think they're coming up later. <laughs> oh ah, uh, no, I don't. Okay, the it's Haunted Garage. Oh. So they have funny, silly dancing, and they go, Devil Metal. Our buddy Anthony likes that song, right? Yes, yes. So. He's a big fan of Devil Metal, yeah. I think. We watched this movie a long time ago. We watched it, I, I want to say, sometime in the later 90s for the first time. Then we you know, rewatched it for the website. Uh, well, we'll get to the song, which is by Joe Pizzullo, right. called Riding on the Edge of Night. And I have some of the lyrics. <laughs> okay, go for it. So, Still out of breath, praying for the morning light. Riding on the edge of night, night. <laughs> so I think that this comes at a time in the movie when Heather Thomas is kind of moodily riding yeah. along the streets of L.A. with yeah. slick down streets and yeah. some neon lights, and it, it's great. It's it's a great moment in in a really kind of solid movie. Totally agree. I guess now we can jump to our next movie, which is um, you referenced it earlier. I believe this is from Deadly Force. Keep on fighting. So this is another one of these fist-pumping, pounding anthems. I, I think it only appears at the credits. I think this is an example of a movie that, or of a song that should have appeared earlier in the movie, unless I'm wrong about that. But at the end, you know, the credits come on and then keep on fighting, keep on fighting. It's very inspirational. But you should keep on fighting. You know, might as well. You know, it's like, so we can talk about the plot of Deadly sure. Force. Why don't you remember the title? Like it's a little... <laughs> Not to say cliche title, but it's hard to remember. So it's from 1983. Stony Cooper, played by the Wingman, is next cop who was kicked off the force because he's too rogue. And then he has to chase a serial killer. Uh, this was named the X Killer, and uh, Estelle Getty makes a brief cameo. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> what more do you need? Well, thank you for being a friend. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> stop her, my mom will stop her. My wings will shoot. Yeah, I think that would be a better movie. So I, I, never, I think I did see Stopper Mom Will Shoot. It's not good at all. I give it a real fair shake. And yeah, it's, it's not funny. It's just like, you know, Stallone's stupid in it and still getting stupid in it. It's it's just kind of garbage. It's I'm sorry. That's it. I wish I haven't done Stopper Mom Will oh, Shoot. thank you for translating <laughs> that from uh, from Stallone to English. <laughs> well, as you said, it's Rosetta Stallone. And ah. it's, a great, it's a great joke. I got to keep saying it. <laughs> Uh, but oh, so do we? Okay, so that's the plot of Deadly Force. But do we like Deadly Force? I I did. I I, I have nothing but positive remembrances about Deadly Force. I bought the Blu-ray. Um, you know, it's a 
enjoyable movie. People should watch it. I don't remember anything wrong with it. I mean, I have this weird memory of not liking it, but we ha- I mm. we gave it three stars, which is good for a Wings man. And I'd probably like it even more today. So I, I I'd say that's a recommended movie. Maybe we watched it right on the on the edge of night, no, nah. on the edge of reason to die. So it's like uh, maybe so. I don't know, but anyway, it uh, it's a definitely a worthwhile movie. No. I thought there was a song for that. We made up our own songs. We can do that at the end of the episode. We used to make up our own songs. Yeah, some of, yeah for yeah. some movies, we made up our own songs. Yeah, we'll do that at uh, the end when we're done. Or if not in this episode, maybe in part two, which yeah. it definitely looks like there's going to be. Uh, we haven't even started talking about Steve McClintock, who <laughs> provided the soundtrack to every AIP movie and um, you know is a musical hero of mine, really, because he came up with all these con- consistently great songs. And which one would you like to talk about today? Well... Actually, uh, we're not there yet. Oh, okay. Because the next one is from a movie we reviewed recently as of this recording, uh, which is The Killing Device, which is another undiscovered gem of a movie. I don't believe it was ever released in any other format besides VHS. Um, and uh, do we? how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk well, about I'll the I'll talk about the plot okay, okay. in this one. Because we, you know, we just reviewed this. We posted it you know, last month, January 5th. So The Killing Device. Okay, it's from 1993 and... It stars Anthony Alda mm-hmm. uh, and Clue Gallagher and Gig Rouch. <laughs> Great. Clue and Gig, Gig and Clue together, together at last. <laughs> Get a clue. <laughs> so, okay, we're told off right off the bat that the killing device will become the sole world power on Earth. It's a super soldier. And there's a, uh, a bearded inventor named Bob Sloan and his partner, Dr. Jack Finney, both hilarious characters off the start. They just bickery at each other and stuff like that. And then uh, Finney looks exactly like Dwight D. Eisenhower. Yes. So now they're told that their secret government product is being, their funding is getting cut. So they're not very happy. So they have to get the killing device out right away. And uh, all, uh, all heck ensues. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, I mean, it's, it's two elderly men capering around bickering and, it's the original grumpy old man. I mean, it's. I mean, I've never seen that, but I'd imagine this is better because this involves a killing device of some sort. Well, he, the killing device is like a meathead super soldier, so it's a mixture of grumpy old man and like a uh, soldier, or like that. <laughs> so just put those smush those movies together. Also, Clue Gallagher plays Smitty the politician. He might be evil. Uh, so, uh, this, but this has an incredible song. Um, more people need to see this movie. I this is I know we say this every episode, but here goes. Vinegar Syndrome should really release this movie. I, it needs a new audience. Um, so um, I believe, if I remember correctly, the song goes, Dun, dun, killing is nice. A brand new killing device. I really, yeah. <laughs> I think we there's a, there's a song called Messy World in this Don't song. But I think that's part of the lyrics because one of the writers of this movie is named Cliff Cool. <laughs> K-L-I-F-F-K-E-U-H-L. Okay. Cliff Cool? So yeah, his name is Cliff Cool with two Ks. Two Ks is like Kid Cool. Yeah, better. <laughs> but, yeah, better than Kid Cool. How can you jump while you're jumping? Play the game, you'll find out what I'm talking about. So, it's like, so yeah, it, it's a lot of, yeah, a lot of rewindable moments. It's a great song. Check. It's really hard to find. I we we saw the trailer for for the um or maybe it was the other way around the uh what's that David Carradine um, movie Crime of Crimes Crime of Crimes. So we saw a trailer for Killing the Vice or vice versa. It's like this movie needs to be found and watched immediately. Both movies do. Both movies. They both came out on the same video label. Um, yeah. I don't remember yeah. what it is. Um, it's like not live. Is it? VCI Home Video. VCI. Yeah, it's yeah. right here. 
So I would definitely check this out. It has a lot of rewindable moments. Check it out. High quality. Brand new killing device. And so um, also it should be mentioned that I always love when it's not just a song but a title song. So they mention the title or even have plot points in the song. So this, they actually mentioned the words the killing device in the song you know there's a difference between having just a song you know like the cobra strikes it doesn't say american ninja three do 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 you know they do you have to you have to mention the something about the movie i i love that well see if you listen to the wild wild west song by will smith he has like the whole plot script it's like loveless it has likeless it's like wild wild west it's like he has the whole plot it's like there's a giant spider out the way it's like it's like gotta gotta save the the, the damsel in distress i'm wild wild west i'm james west Andy West. it's like it's like because didn't he do that i mean isn't that his thing like like the theme song for fresh prince of bel-air is like the plot of the yeah. show right well, so it's kind of funny you know then you get the plot in the song you know it's like well men in black it's like men in, i can't we are the men in black but i can't really do this song but it's like um, I know JK on the case with the aliens. It's like, it's like, um, he doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't. Well, now he slaps people all day. But I mean, like, is he still slapping. I, I, I would imagine so. He's slapping it up on the old slap box. Well, he's the original slappy, and he's the original stinker. Ah! So he's slappy and the stinkers. Well, I mean, Daniel Baldwin would probably call him that because that's not <laughs> what he from, does. From Desert Thunder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it would be that literal, but maybe it would. So I think the next one is, oh, unless you want to say I more do, about William Smith. Well, I don't, but, well, a great actor, uh, William Smith. But, oh, yeah, yeah, William Smith, Will Smith. You think it'd be Will S. Smith. Yeah, yeah just like Jackets Daniels. And, or uh, George S. Clinton. Yeah. The thing about Slappy and the Stinkers, so I, uh, as a kid, I, uh, I down, not download, I guess, it would be, I got it on pay-per-view. Uh. With my friend, other name, other name Brad. He's like, we gotta download. Oh, I keep saying download. You gotta uh, well, buy yeah. Slappy and the Stinkers on paper. You have to wait like five, four, three, two, one. Here comes Slappy, <laughs> and then we watch this with a crazy seal. This BD Wong. It's uh. it's the movies for kids. It's stupid, but but didn't you also watch Under Siege Two: Dark Territory on pay per view? Well, that was yes, I did. Well, I think Caitlin's friend Brianna's dad bought it for you. You can get it for. 24 hours, right? 24 hours, or even 48 hours back then. So you can I, watch as many times as you want. Yeah, because what happened was there was Brianna's birthday, uh-huh. and you just you know go around and get something to drink, go around and you run around something. You just see it playing over and over <laughs> again. So I remember that. Um, now I believe this next one is a McClintock original, which is "Do You Remember Love?" Do, do you remember love? Right from I. You have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's a McClintock from Rage to Kill. That is correct. Because I remember thinking that was funny. The movie's called Rage to Kill, which sounds very like deadly and serious with a lot of rage and a lot of killing. And the song is, Do You Remember Love? And it's kind of like a sweet kind of ballad. It's a very odd note to end the movie on. But, you know, that's kind of what AIP did with a lot of McClintock material. He he would have a ballad type song in a lot of cases. But the movie itself, because it's action international pictures, there would be, you know, a lot of violence and things going on, people getting shot and such. But it would end with that almost like, okay, you saw a lot of shooting and violence and car crashes and blow-ups, but we're going to put you on a down on a nice soft landing, you know, like landing on one of those beanbag or soft things that <laughs> that stuntmen fall onto. And you, you have a nice soft landing with this great ballad. And um, Oliver Reed is involved, and I yes. think he yells at people. Um, well, so Oliver yeah. Reed is the villain of the piece. We talked about this movie in Raw Rage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you want to go back to that episode, go right ahead. No, well, I mean, can you talk about Rage to Kill that much? Well, no, we'll talk about Rage to Kill as much as you want. Oh, okay. Well, we, we, the plot is that Oliver Reed's an evil general, and then James Ryan is the hero. He plays uh, uh, Blaine Stryker. 
great. I think we're going to do like a striker episode one of these days, right? Where like every uh, movie with a guy yes. that has last name is striker. Yes. We'll have to do that soon. So and call it like strike back or something like that. Something well, like that. Well. Striker back. But so one of the lines in the one of the first lines in the movie is like Oliver Reed like comes down and starts shooting people, and then the other guy says, "Eat dirt, you scum sucker." Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that sounds like like a PG version of the thing. It's like, but they didn't have to censor any of the language, so yeah. that it makes it all the funnier. Well, it's funny because you know I'm looking at the promo video. And it says from the director of Thrashing and Mission Kill, Rage to Kill. <laughs> so. Yeah, do you remember love? And also, party, party, party. Oh, yeah. oh that's yeah. where Cam Mitchell does the cam dance. Yeah, yeah we said this. Is, I'll just put us moving in nutshells so we can just finish this up, which is uh, <laughs> there's a lot of silly fight scenes, uh, ridiculously unnecessary torture scenes, mindless shirtless shooting, and cardboard nukes. <laughs> to the market feel. Wow. So, I, I don't remember any cardboard nukes, but I'll I'll go with you on that. Well, the American president just wants to watch the World Series, it says. So it's like he, the president's kind of lazy. He doesn't want to do, deal with this coup right now. <laughs> but so, I like that. I yeah. like that. that Because normally it's like a very serious president who wants to deal with these issues. I like that there's like a lazy president. I, I that That's a really great choice. I think it's different. I'm not lazy. I totally take care of Oliver Reed. It's me, Donald J. Trump. Okay. Like, um, What's well, funny that you'd be watching the World Series because isn't today the Super Bowl? Uh, same thing. Yeah, it's same like, thing. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think people get annoyed when you call it the Super Bowl. <laughs> people call it the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Boing. Um, <laughs> I like to see that. I mean, like the Super Ping Pong Championship or something. Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what it should be. But unfortunately, it's not. But, you know... I guess the only connection here is there are a lot of meatheads uh, in the NFL, and there's meatheads in these movies. Yeah, but sometimes like- they cross over, like Bubba Smith, and I mean that affectionately, of course, and other football players. Uh, Bosworth, Boz. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm just saying that uh, for the Super Bowl, it would be the meatheads versus the dirt suckers. Or- <laughs> <laughs> sure. Then. Scum suckers. Right. They, they eat dirt if they lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat dirt, you scum sucker. <laughs> Guys uh, are saying that the people, but when can you have the chance? You can't be mean anymore. I don't know I want to be, but you can't like yell at people. You can't like bash people. No, because then they sue you. They yeah. bring you to court. You have to pay like millions of dollars in legal fees. You can't just settle disputes on your own like you, yeah. like in the old days. Here's how you settle dispute with your fists. <laughs> right, exactly, and um, which leads us perfectly to the next movie, which oh. is um, Living on a Credit Card, a gr- the Great Action USA, right? Actually, you want to say it's not a credit card. No, that's the I movie that with fear with Frank Stallone. Oh, okay. I always get that mixed up. I could have sworn there's something about a credit card in um, in Action USA. Okay, it's not Action USA. It's fear where Frank Stallone is unchained. So the tagline is, and um, there's a lot of movie called there are a lot of movies called Fear, which you know which we've mentioned before. There's one with Marky Mark, and then. Um, yes. But this came first, where Frank Stallone is unchained, and there is a song called "Living on a Credit Card," and well, yeah. I think Ty will now take it away. Yeah, so this applies because I think "Desperate Hours" stupider, and has Frank Stallone, and he's unchained. So it's like, so. But the tagline is not whatever his character is is unchained. It's Frank Stallone is unchained, which, um, which is kind of funny because he did play Hack Stone uh, later on, and um, I guess he was unchained also. Yeah. Breaking the chains, <laughs> so it's like so he's breaking the chains. Like I said, Death for Hours. It's kind of a boring, weak movie. We really talked about this movie on the podcast. Well, I had no so, reason to. Yeah, so it's from nineteen eighty eight. The, the Hayden family is kidnapped by uh, Frank Stallone and their RV, and that's really about it. We watched this on Action on Demand, 
when they show like these silly movies on Comcast on demand. Do you remember this? Brett? Well, of course I do. Yeah. I, it's like a it's an on demand service. It was called Action on Demand, where they would have certain movies. That's how we watched all of our Harrison Muller Jr. movies and uh, Richard Roundtree. Was it Miami Cops and uh, the other one? Um, and oh, I get, Getting Even. Yeah. yeah. So Arm- uh, Stone plays Armitage. That's a, he's an evil. Uh, pugilistic neo-nazi <laughs> i don't rap part at all um okay so this is not good uh one of the kids played by scott schwartz he plays a, he has a kidco t-shirt because was he in kidco scott schwartz is that why so, yeah. it's so funny you mentioned kidco because earlier on in the podcast when we were talking about fist and um the movies with the dots in between the uh, what was the other one we mentioned? Oh, Rotor. I was going to say something about Kid Co, but then I thought, well, Kid Co didn't have the dots in between the letters. But I do, I, I, I don't believe I've ever seen Kid Co, but I, there is a, a moment in it, so I'm told, where a bunch of kids chant, Kid Co, Kid Co. So I, and I really was going to mention that earlier, so that's very weird. <laughs> okay, I will keep vamping about Kid Co. I, Scott Schwartz, I think he was the one, he was the kid who was in the toy and later on was doing porn. Is that? Yes. Okay, but he was in fear and. Um, well, I on. have an answer about your FIST acronym. Oh. So that's why it's uh, it stands for the, it's the fictional Federation of Interstate Truckers. Does that work? Federation of Interstate Truckers. Trucker. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interstate right. is two words. Okay. Interstate. I, yeah. Okay. I got it. I yeah. got it. Uh, this? You know, you know, I like union movies too. You know, yeah. I like corruption stuff. Yeah. You know, Act of Vengeance with Charles Branson is actually really good. You had no it, mustache, right? That's true. He was clean shaven, but it was a serious drama. Mm. If people have seen this one, it's uh, him and Ellen Burstyn. And maybe Brad Pitt. Oh. Or someone, someone, some bigger name is in it. It's like an early role. So. Interesting. Well, I mean, I, I have seen that. I remember he had no mustache and, you know, it was a serious union drama and he's the head of the union and uh, based on a true story, it's like, there's going to, there's going to be an act of vengeance. <laughs> an act of vengeance on me. I'm Jack. It's like, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's an easy impression to do, man. It's like, <laughs> any other one, do you like two more? Uh, two more. Okay. More. Well, here's another McClintock, The Shack. Now this is from Rapid Fire. This is it's like a nostalgic type of song. It's almost, it's almost like his mandate was to come up with a song that's a lot like John Cougar Mellencamp, um, or some sort of. Not, I don't know if you call it country rock, but it's sort of like or George's Satellites, but maybe at a more ballad, you know, minor key. But it's all about going back to the shack of, of your youth. Um, it, again, it's not a fist pumper. It's more of a ballad, and it's from the movie Rapid Fire, not the one with Brandon Lee, which we will be. Do- we can connect we, we, the we two. We can connect the two. Now okay. could be the last one. Okay, maybe. perfect. Yeah. So, do you remember much about Rapid Fire? Because I'll read the plot a read little the bit. Plot. Okay, so the plot says an evil terrorist named Mustafa Ahmed and his psychic Eddie Williams <laughs> escape military imprisonment, still high tech, high powered gun, and there's a there's a big picture of it on the cover, and they call on their best agent. Mike Thompson, played by the actor Ron Waldron. The guy who recruits them is Joe Spinell. Oh, right. Okay, I remember that because I love yeah. Joe Spinell. And then, you know, he tries to uh, track down his terrorists. It's, it's a decent AIP movie. I think there's something about also, um, like, brainwashing. Yeah, or maybe yeah. that was Lock and Load, actually. Oh, yeah, Lock and Load. Yeah. They might have done that more than once. Yeah. But, yeah, Lock and Load definitely involved brainwashing. And then his uh, car, his license plate says Flex. 
So, Which is a lot like Action USA, with yeah. uh, Sleek One. Yeah. You got to change your license with the Sleek One. I'm not sleek enough. See, that's oh, the problem. Okay. I, you oh, know, okay. they, he only had that because of the awesome stunts. I, you know, I, I'm not a stunt man, unfortunately, not yet. Do you remember one of the best characters of Rapid Fire? No. Pappy. Oh, Pappy. <laughs> uh, that the Pappy character has been in several. AI. Wasn't he also in that? Uh, he's the chef in. Um, Remember, it's like the War Games Gone Wrong movie. Oh, uh, I don't remember, but he's talking about something Douglas. conspiracy. Um, well, Douglas Harter. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, see, are we, we're getting a little talking about Douglas Harter. <laughs> Come are. on, it's like <laughs> no other podcast is talking. Podcast, TV show, radio show, in person, no one's talking about Douglas Harter or any of these movies, or maybe some of them, but um, uh, giving special attention to the songs and and whatnot. But. Um, I, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember the shack. I don't have a memory of the song. I have to rewatch the movie. I don't have a copy of. Well, I'm not maybe sure the songs on uh, on YouTube because that song is not included on that Steve McClintock collection. Um, I don't believe, but um, a lot of other great McClintock songs are. Um, but since we're talking about Rapid Fire, yeah, this could be the last one. Okay. That's a and people, a bang because you know it's an hour worth of almost singing. It's a lot, or maybe not. We, we sang a lot, but it's not like the we whole time. We need to time. save something for part two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, people know about this one. You see, I think we might have... Have we done rapping movies? I think we had in the Double Trouble episodes we've done, but we'll repeat it. Brandon Lee is, is an awesome movie from 1992. Unarmed and extremely dangerous. So he plays Jake Lowe, and he, uh, you know, some gangsters... He sees some uh, gangsters kill some people, and then he's out on the run. And then, you know, Nick Mancuso plays as a gangster, and also the late, great Powers Booth is a cop uh, helping him out. And... It, it's a great, great movie. Remember that part where he uh, hits the guy in the, with the banister? Yes, the, yes. Uh, yeah, so. No, no, this is classic video store slash cable action. You know, it says that 1992 feel that we all crave and want to see more of. And it has a great martial arts, great stunts. And, of course, the song by Hardline. Well, <laughs> which is... Do you remember the name of the song? Oh, you uh, sing it all the time. Well, I... <laughs> Wait, uh, nothing. To... <laughs> uh, oh, I can't forget it now. Oh. But anyway, I could vamp a bit more while you figure it out. But Hardline's a great band. They're still around. Um, I do have some Hardline CDs in my collection. Um, I was disappointed because they had one of them at Goodwill once, but it, it was all scratched up, which, you know. Oh. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, it's a, I'll be there. Right. <laughs> Another I think hardline song or I think another song by another band? No, it's two hardlines, but there's I'll Be There. And then, <laughs> I don't remember the other one, but right now there's Oh, Can't Find My Way. And of course, Hardline's an awesome band because, you know, you're making me hot, cherry. <laughs> you know, it's a great song. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it definitely a band that, I guess if you're very into that hard rock or melodic rock scene, um, they're well-known. But to more people, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe they should be more well-known. And other great songs, which I, I can also briefly sing, okay. is Rhythm from a Red Car. <laughs> and I don't remember a, that. And a Rhythm, Rhythm. <laughs> and also uh, Taking Me Down, Taking Me Down, Taking Me Down the River. <laughs> so, great band, killer songs for a killer movie. You know, Mace Ryan, that's the character named by Powers Boop. Awesome yeah. name. You know, what was the other one who had Mace? Um, I think it was Ed uh, Marinero movie. Oh, Dead Aim. Wow. Yeah, he was Mace. I think yeah. that even might have been one of the alternate titles of the movie. Like, it was called, like, Mace the yeah. Killer or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Isaac Hayes and Ed Marinero. I'm not sure who else. But, 
Wow. Yeah, we, we don't talk about Ed Marinaro enough on this show, I don't think. Well, it's funny because, you know, there's... Nick Mancuso is Italian. He has a lot of marinara sauce. Ah. <laughs> well, usually in these movies, when they go to meet the Italian gangster, yeah. they're, he's eating spaghetti or he's yeah. in a restaurant, usually by himself at a table. It's a classic cliche. Yeah, well, he's with his Goombas, and it's like, oh, I'm going to get that drink alone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many times? I want a cliche of the day? How about that? Yeah. There's a last-minute cliche of the day. I don't think we ever mentioned that, that whenever there's an Italian gangster, they're usually eating when <laughs> when the character meet him. I, was, I always say I want to be part of Omer Tev. I'm allowed to even say that but it's like well, i can't but you know not, Omerta and there won't be a problem <laughs> um, well on that note um well is that the that's what that's not the full was, list this yeah, is yeah. part one of the songs there's more songs to come well, so the preview of what songs mm, i don't want to give too much away the movies maybe there's you know i i want to keep people on a cliffhanger so they come back but we'll, we'll i will say oh, yeah, i will give a couple hints okay. i will say that there's going to be more steve mcclintock mm-hmm. Um, there's some catchy songs from AIP and PM. Um, there's some, uh, there's, there's a classic canon okay. coming. So I will, good. I will say that there's some good stuff still to come, believe it or not. I mean, we did kind of front load the episode with a lot of great songs. Yeah. This is when he started doing the, um, like the brainstorming for this. Well, obviously we thought of back to the shadows, yeah. hideaway, always on my mind. Those are like the first ones we thought of. And so we just went in order. Um, but there's more. There's always more, so um, I, that's all I got. Well, and so you want to shoot plugs. up the plugos. I wasn't going to say it this time. We'll just shoot the plugos up. I get it. We'll have to think of a new one. But okay, so just look up comeuppersviews.net on the Googles or the Ask Jeeves or whatever, <laughs> and you'll find us. And then also Ty Action Rocks is my Instagram handle. So you can find me. And I posted Hellraiser, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2 today. That's a good movie. Uh, you've obviously seen that one, Brett. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we all know the best Hellraiser movie, which is Hellraiser Bloodline, where he goes, where Hellraiser goes to space or Pinhead. Oh, Hellraiser um, Inferno. It's, I got the screener and it said Hot Stars Nicholas Turturro Pinhead. Yeah. <laughs> so right. not Doug Bradley yeah. Pinhead. Yeah. <laughs> and I, there was a new Hellraiser that came out on Hulu. I didn't watch that yet. No Doug Bradley. No Doug. No Doug. Man. So. I'm probably sick of having those pins in his face he, all day. Those are real pins. Uh, he's in horrible pain. It's like <laughs> he hides it well. Yeah. Well, he's always talking about him being in pain. Yeah. Other people being in pain because maybe he's secretly in pain himself. Wow. <laughs> Something I think about before we end this app. Yeah, why but, not a, um, <laughs> a, a, a a moment to remember? Um, <laughs> well, but I, anyway, did you do all the social media, Twitters did, and yeah, Instagrams? And, Twitter. Yeah, um, I did all that stuff. Okay, and then the, and comeuppersviews.net. Yeah. If you want to read these reviews of these movies we've talked about in more depth, that's where they are. Okay. Um, so so thanks to the Comeuppance Warriors. Um, or maybe we can name some. We got the One Dark Fright Gang. We got yeah. Fountman. Uh, we got Matt. Poirier yeah. at DTVC. He'll be back on the show soon. And uh, Dave's VHS, uh, Tape Guts. Um, video, Simon, Explosive Action. Some, yeah, Explosive Action. Uh, the guy, I don't, I forget his name, sorry, but Video Interiors. He's cool. He goes to the archive. So it's oh, like, yeah, the archive. We'll do a shout out to the archive. Great yeah. store. And if you're in Bridgeport, Connecticut, go, uh, go visit them. So and I guess that's it. Bye-bye. Bye. Because I don't want to be in this series anymore. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs>